I always say that the largest accomplishment for me uh, was just getting started. Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, biz leaders. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast. I'm excited to share this conversation I had with Marie Chevre-Schwartz. She's the founder and CEO of Sampler, the leading platform helping brands like Laurier and Nestle deliver samples online and gather the insight they need to build one-to-one relationships with their consumers. Marie has been named a 2022 Marketer on the Rise by the American Marketing Association. It's It's an award celebrating Canada's next generation of influential leaders giving back to the world through volunteering, inspirational leadership, and community initiatives. And on this episode, we discuss how the biggest step for any business leader, entrepreneur, or creator in anything can be just getting started and having the realization that when you get started that someone else may not always have the answer and you'll be surprised who it is, and how asking ourselves the tough questions can be the driving force for good. This episode is brought to you by Slingshot Communication, the cloud phone service that helps you 100x your business. Without further ado, here we go. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast, Marie. Thank you. So excited to be here. Oh, yeah, I'm super excited to have you. I've been, uh, um, for those who are listening, I, I shared with Marie right before we press record that I remember when she started her, her tech startup up, up here in Toronto and, and just, just to have her um, years later to share. So um, <laughs> I'll actually let her get into that. But Marie, can you share with the listeners um, a little bit something about yourself, who you are, what you do, and when you're not growing and scaling businesses? <laughs> so when I'm not growing and scaling businesses, I'm taking care of my young toddler, uh, Dawson, who's 18 months. Uh, so that's been uh, that's been my husband and I's uh, greatest uh, pride uh, <laughs> over the last year and a half. Um, and otherwise, spending a lot of time um, learning and and uh, and mentoring consumer packaged good brands and and young uh, female entrepreneurs in the tech industry. That's been. Uh, that's been a, a really nice side project to have to continue to inspire me and um, engage with the community. That's amazing. I mean, you're, you're doing many things, and it's always an inspiration to to hear things. And 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 you're coming from a powerful position. And and I love congratulations on the on the taller, the new addition to the family, because it's not easy, right? Leading a business, starting a business leading a family, starting a family as well. So I want to congratulate you and honor you on that as well. And, and really, I want to congratulate, congratulate you for being recognized um, as the 2022 market, marketer on the rise. I guess, what does that mean to you, um, receiving that from the AMA Toronto? 
Yeah, I mean, I I couldn't believe it when I got the call. Um, it, I always had uh, really looked up to the AMA, um, I, the, the the leaders that are part of that network are tremendous. They're very very inspiring, um, and I had had the opportunity to, to participate in many of their events where we would hear the stories of people who you know, dedicated their entire career to, to marketing. And, um, it was just really, really neat to see that I was being recognized as someone that, you know, hopefully could live up to kind of these wonderful careers that we hear about in, in all of these, um, these events. So I was stoked, uh, very, very humbled. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've just, uh, I, I, I really hope I can, um, do do the AMA honor and continuing to be on the rise uh, and and hopefully develop a, some continue to develop really great solutions for the marketing industry. Yeah, it's amazing. Congratulations! I know the AMA is is a large organization. I guess for those who aren't, you know, who may be listening, I'm like Edwin. Can you just share us with what the AMA is? Can you like in, in a nutshell? What is the AMA and, and what does it mean to you as a marketer as well and being part of that community? Yeah, so it's a network um, of people in the marketing industry um, that that get together and, uh, and share best practices, um, learn from each other. It's a volunteer-based organization, so a lot of the organizers are you know, people in the industry, just like you and I, who um, have a full-time role, whether it's, you know, at Rogers doing marketing or at Grey Goose doing marketing, wherever it is. Um, so, you know, great Canadian companies or Toronto-based companies uh, getting involved and supporting in, on a volunteer basis. Um, and yeah, like I'd say the the membership is really impressive. You can go to a dinner and end up uh, sitting beside the founder of Bricka, which happened uh, to me. And I was like, oh, my God, like I have like all of your decor items at home. <laughs> and, like here's the here's the founder. So it's a it's a really great peer network, a really impressive individuals and in, in the membership and uh, tons to learn about. They have events, um, I believe, about monthly um, both virtual and in person. Um, so definitely recommend that if you're in marketing and advertising that, that you join. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, speaking about marketing and accomplishments and, and you are obviously looking at people within the AMA as, you know, inspirations and some of the legacies they've created. Maria, what would you share has been to date, I guess your greatest, um, leadership accomplishments in marketing and, and tell us why, why you think of that and, and maybe why you're proud of it. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that this award is a, is an incredible accomplishment. Um, but I always say that the largest accomplishment for me, uh, was just getting started. Um, I think that, I think that we need more people to ask themselves hard questions. Um, like, for example, the question I asked myself was, why is product sampling still done in a completely untargeted and unmeasurable way? That was the initial insight for my business. And that question could have stopped there. And I could have just went on a, 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 about my day and never solved that issue. But nine years later, I'm still on that journey to solve that same problem. 
And so I think getting started and then having the determination to just keep going um, over those nine years in this journey to solve because nine years ago, um, e-commerce wasn't where it was. Media wasn't where it was. It is. And frankly, the market wasn't ready for my initial insight. But nine years later, after a pandemic, after, you know, a tons of um, privacy concerns that are making first party data um, a large priority for brands, um, after a supply chain crisis, after <laughs> so many different industry changes that have come to impact um, retail and consumer packaged goods, it is the right time. Um, and so it's, it's a journey. Um, and I think my largest accomplishment is getting started and continuing with that conviction. And that's a big point. I mean, both of us are, are entrepreneurs. Uh, we have a startup. But I mean, I was, as you were sharing that story about like having this idea pop up in your head or this curiosity, um, you know, I could just, I was, I was imagining being at the bar with friends. And, you know, all of us would probably say, you know, why is it like this? And then it ends there. And as you share this, I'm like, there was like literally thousands of ideas that are getting thrown out there. It was just that you had the audacity and maybe you had that self-belief that like, I could figure this out. Like, did you, like, where did that come from, Marie? That drive, was that not only curiosity or is this something that you just wanted to solve or it was just, you thought it was solvable? Yeah, I mean, I remember the question right after, why isn't it done, why isn't it done differently? being why isn't somebody else came up with that solution, mm -hmm. uh, which I guess was kind of challenging myself to think about, well, someone would obviously have fixed this if, right. like, if, if it was that big of a problem, which is often where I think most ideas end, where it's like they, you Google quickly and you're like, oh, someone already has <laughs> developed digital product sampling or something like that. Yeah. But, um, but I did do that and I did realize that no one had done it and like, or no one had done it the right way or the way that I, that I thought it should be solved. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that was the moment that said, if, if no one has, why not me? Um, and I think that, that, that I have no idea what that audacity came from or that drive. Um, but I, but I do, I do think it was a fire within me um, that probably is is tied to a deep passion for product sampling and marketing and then the power of product sampling. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, it I think is a fire <laughs> within me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. I mean, it, it has to come in uh, deep because there's a lot that comes up with those, like uh, you know. If someone, why, why hasn't someone figured it out? Maybe it's impossible, right? And, and I'm just imagining things and not, not to go down that, <laughs> that road because it, it was a while ago and, and you've obviously brought up a point where a lot of people will be celebrating where you are today. But we, where we are today, you're still celebrating nine years ago, um, which is amazing, especially for those who are thinking, right? And maybe listening and sitting in on an idea, right? And did that 
Google search and did the research and asked those questions and, and they just need to jump in and, and start, right? I guess where I'm leading to with this as well is, you know, you had this curiosity, this belief, uh, maybe some audacity. Um, like who inspired you? Did you have someone early around that time that really mentored you or influenced you to, to push you forward? Because, I mean, you did mention that you're giving back and helping women entrepreneurs, you know, empowerment and really providing, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not sure, things that you may not have had at that time. So um, can you share, share about that part of the journey of how, how it helped or who helped you or who inspired you? Yeah. Um, so I grew up with the, surrounded with entrepreneurs. So, so my grandparents um, were more traditional entrepreneurs. They owned a taxi business and then they owned um, like a convenience store. Um, and, uh, and my, my, my dad, uh, specifically w was, is, uh, the, like the hardest working individual ever and was working alongside, uh, my, my grandparents and then had it like a full-time job. And so I was always surrounded with like people who just like went to work and put their all in. Um, and so I think that that's the foundation. Like my first job, I was 11 years old. I was, I was babysitting and babysitting wasn't enough. So I created like babysitting one family wasn't enough. I had to create the posters and get like the entire town to, <laughs> to take my babysitting services. And when I ran out of capacity, I got, I got like families to come together under one roof so I could babysit multiple families together. And then I like got my friends to get into the babysitting business and got referrals from the town and like got into the pamphlets. Like it just, I didn't really know how to do things half um, right from the beginning. So I think that that is like a discipline that I learned young um, yeah. at the time, at that time in my life, I had met my then boyfriend um, now husband who also is an entrepreneur so I think like living that with my partner as well and like both of us being um, very focused on building each other, like our own businesses was quite, um, was quite helpful. Um, but yeah, I, so I guess I've always been surrounded by entrepreneurs and hard workers. <laughs> so, so really it was your destiny <laughs> to be there. So, so I guess... And that, that's thank you for sharing. It it definitely gives me insight, and I love hearing that you know it didn't um, you know it didn't start like Sampler wasn't your first enterprise. And the reason why I say this, so I have a six year old daughter, and I love sharing stories like yours to her, right? Because anything is possible, right? And she actually had over the summer with one of her best friends, they actually did like a, a yard sale in the park, and I'm you know just watching my daughter, <laughs> six years old, use old toys for sale like running around and then the mothers would come and give them two dollars they made 30 bucks but it was it was amazing so, yeah so i really love that story i appreciate you sharing that um did, so did you ever have challenges i guess um fine i guess you never really I'm, I'm i'm switching that the question but i guess it wasn't difficult for you nine years ago with sampler to actually seek out advice and mentorship because you I guess being born in this sort of like kind of ingrained because I know some first time entrepreneurs, they have no idea where to go to look, even though the community is all around them. Right. So it's like, yeah. is this something that was already innate with you? No. Well, so maybe the, maybe the 
passion uh, and the kind of some of the some of the grit was ingrained in me but I was building or I am building a technology company and that was something that I had no experience doing mm-hmm. um, and I and I didn't have the network that much um, I was lucky that two years before starting sampler I got like very lucky at, at landing a job with rocket internet which is a VC firm that ultimately uh, like kind of incubates um, incubates business ideas so I got to work on glossy box hellofresh and uh, another startup called drop gifts um, which are all kind of subscription box services or uh, the the drop gifts was a uh, gift cards business long story short I spent two years um, going on a rotation across those different um, those different businesses and learning everything I needed to know about building tech businesses mm-hmm. um, and so I that was really valuable and I think like one takeaway there is like sometimes your ideas you you might have an idea but you need to go and like gain your confidence and the skill set. So I kind of always had that idea in the back of my mind. But until I was doing that rotation, perhaps I didn't feel like I was fully ready to jump into it. Or I, um, you know, I, I needed a few little, like reminders or, or uh, frameworks. So yeah, so that was really helpful for me. And then I did really lean into the Toronto tech community. I, I my two years were in New York, but I went back to Toronto to spend time with the Toronto community and build sampler there. And the amounts of resources I got from the Ryerson DMZ, from Mars, from um, at the time there was a there was a program called Startup Boost. Um, I really got involved with the community and looked to build a really strong peer group. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that are that are part of these organizations offering free advice um, and, and mentorship. So I, I had a, quite the community around me, um, but it, but I had to seek it and participate in these types of groups. Yeah, that's amazing. And thank, thanks for sharing. And, and that that sounds like like a, you know a really good like it almost it's almost like you're in an internship. You know, going in different different startups and in that rotation and 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 that that that's really helpful and i and i and i wonder if there's different scenarios like those for for not want to be entrepreneurs but those who strive but want the want that exposure to different different startups i mean that's a that that, that was a really helpful helpful scenario i mean i wish i had that <laughs> just thinking I'm like oh how do you, how do i apply to that i mean i wouldn't now but i mean at the time that would have been great um definitely shout out to the the dmz and uh and mars and startup boost and the toronto ecosystem i know for those a lot of you guys know i'm in the toronto area and this is this is i love i love spotlighting and profiling people in the toronto we'll definitely put the links in the show notes below as well if you guys are keen or interested to to see see what marie was talking about um I'm curious right now, um, Marie, as you've progressed in your career now, and I'm sure you've worn different hats, um, everything from doing everything to you know building the team around you and a super team to, to allow you to grow and scale. So what are you currently working on? What are some of the challenges or the things that you're trying to work on? Maybe they're 
maybe it's business related, maybe it's a personal practice that that allows you to continually grow um, as a business leader, as a person, as a human. Any anything that you could share with us today? Yeah, I think I think I'm still today um, trying to grow as a leader um, in understanding like where I can add the most value um, to to the team, how I can empower the team in the best ways. Um, building like building an executive leadership team has been such a game changer for for me. Um, <clears throat> we put our current uh, leadership team in place just over three years ago now, and it has empowered me to be executing at a level that's really really fun. As a leader, I going through the different phases of leadership uh, from, you know, being on the execution side versus kind of now being at a point where I have an executive team, which now we've put into place about three years ago, uh, has allowed me to execute at a completely different level where I am just more focused on the strategy side of the business, focusing on kind of large key initiatives versus potentially being really in the in the weeds. Having said that, uh, it's really easy to get pulled back into the weeds. And I think, frankly, uh, a bit of a necessary part of the role as the CEO, um, when I get the opportunity to go deep. And for example, I spent last week really, really involved on with my partnerships team on a few sales conversations we're having uh, with large partners and traveling with my head of partnerships to hearing firsthand from uh, from him, you know, the feedback that we're receiving from the partners, seeing the partners interact with the platform, seeing their feedback, like nothing replaces that, right? So I think the I think that what I've learned is that the best leaders have a really unique ability to go from big picture to into the weeds. Um, and, and to do that in a way that is, you know, collaborative and, um, trusting to it, to the team. And, um, I think, I think that's the challenge. Um, but also like really the big opportunity. And I, and I think that, I think that I learning how to do that well is, is, my focus right now. Yeah, so that's amazing. And, and and just the recap is like literally coming from the strategic where the company is moving down to down to the exciting part to the ground, right? Where the action is happening. Like I think I think that's uh I, I could, you know, as you're explaining it, I could feel, you know, the energy of just being on the ground and some of the collaborations and the opportunities and the partnerships that that's being created with, you know, with the organization, the teams that you've created and and you get to contribute right as well as being as being a contributor and not just someone who's you know you are steering the ship but also a a team player as well right so that's amazing i do appreciate that because i do you know talking to a lot of business leaders there's there's always that you know sometimes you know if you're a developer sometimes you miss being a developer right because you move up and you're like oh i just want to work on something <laughs> and, yeah. uh, um, and i just want to edit marketing copy like that's that's what gets me going uh, <laughs> you just want to pick the next tagline <laughs> that's fun though right like that's super <laughs> fun um, yeah it's selling i love selling so like to be honest like the last week was a trade show and i'm going to a trade show this week and 
I come back from those like so energized because I got to hear someone say, you know, wow, this solution, this solution really changed the way I think about sampling like this, your solution helped me solve X. And, you know, that's what we all live for. We, 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 we start these companies to solve this big problem. And so we, we need to refuel as founders and, and go hear that passion. Yeah. Hey, it feels nice. It feels nice. <laughs> and, and it's okay, right? For the leaders, entrepreneurs out there, it's, it's okay to like indulge in that as well. Because if you don't, if you don't come down and, and, you know, always worrying about what else has to be done, you know, it's, 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 it's sort, of, sort of like self care as well, right? Like going to there as well and getting that energy, I think, and uh, I think it's important, especially for the leaders and the executives who don't go down to these events anymore, man. Even if you just go for one day and check it out, it's nice to get out of your own, you know, silo and, <laughs> and have. Yeah, and for the teams too. Like, I don't want to speak for them, but I, but I, I do hear like often that, you know, my my sales folks will say like, it's "So cool, I get to like go pitch." sampler with the founder like i could just be like it's like here's marie and like here like tell the story together and and like feel that energy together and then spend time together get that facetime so yeah it's facetime yeah. it's it's a style of mentorship i mean you're you're able to you know and like you said you know it's an opportunity for your team to to be with you know with you you know, and, and, and to learn from you, right? Because there's, there's, yeah. you know, your team is like, how how big is your team now? About 40, uh, 40 teammates. Yeah, yeah. So it's growing, right? And yeah. And uh, it's soon, soon, soon you won't be able to get to everyone, right? <laughs> um, I guess, I guess one thing I love asking, especially those who are still in, you know, you know, gravitating from strategy down to the weeds and, you know, learning family and communication, you know, what, what, what are you reading right now? What's on your bedside table? Yeah. So I, I'm actually reading uh, mission in a bottle. Um, it's a, it's a book that Seth Goldman and I'm going to mess up his name, Barry N Nailbuff uh, wrote, but they are the founders of honest, um, honest tea. So honest tea is a, is a tea uh, company that actually, um, just got acquired, but they, they tell the story about how they came about the insight for honesty after a run in Central Park where they wanted to go and take a quick, like, drink. And when they got to the coffee shop, they saw that there were like the, there was only the no sugar tea yeah. and the full sugar tea, but nothing in between. And so they found a gap in the market in the beverage industry and it's, it's grown to be one of the most loved brands. Um, and now one of them actually started um, Beyond Burger uh, or Beyond Meat. So um, another brand that obviously, um, you know, found a, a niche in the market. So, yeah, it's it's really neat. And I, I'm, I, went, I didn't know this until I ordered it, but it actually is all like... Um, comic. Animation, comic. Yeah. Um, so... It's really interesting, different, <laughs> different read, um, but highly recommend. So I'm not so far in, but I love to, I love to hear founding stories and, and the challenges of, you know, that people go through and, and just 
commiserating so <laughs> so far so good you're so funny you you're, you are su- you are such a student of entrepreneurship that even on your off time <laughs> you're reading more about entrepreneurs <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's amazing yeah. <laughs> i don't know if it's amazing or or a sickness or bad <laughs> <laughs> or psychotic. I don't know. Like something, something, something not normal. Yeah, about that, but I interview, <laughs> I interview you guys. So like, it's definitely. A... <laughs> um, no, the, the the reality is, I do read fiction um, on my mobile or um, on my Kindle. Um, but if I'm going to pick up a book, it's usually a business book because I can like refer back to it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a blast, Marie. This is great. Thank you for so all the stories. <laughs> I, I'd love it before before we end, if, if you could, you know, share some final thoughts, observations, ideally some actionable recommendations for the, you know, whether they're the entrepreneur, the business leader, the creator who's listening today, um, something that they could take away and, and work with. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're thinking about a business idea, I hope I inspired you to get started. Um, again, it doesn't take much. Um, I, I had an initial insight. I had some, you know, ba- a background in marketing, not a background in technology. Um, so all of the excuses you're making for yourself as to why you're not the right person to build that business are completely non-valid. Um, if you, if you can have the determination to, towards a mission, I bet you, you could do it. Uh, and if I can be of any help, uh, add me on LinkedIn, uh, Marie Chevrier Schwartz. I'd be glad to connect you with any of the organizations I listed or to help personally if I could. Um, but yeah, just get started and, and don't be afraid. You, you definitely have what it takes. Awesome to close. Marie, can you tell us where we could find more information about you, your company, or anything else you'd like to share with us today? Yeah, Sampler gives free samples. Um, so that's a pretty good uh, proposition. So it doesn't matter um, who you are. Everybody loves free product samples. So I invite you to go to sampler.io. Uh, so S-A-M-P-L-E-R.io. At the top right, you'll see a button that says get free samples. Or, or maybe it's in the middle now. Anyways, you'll see the get free samples button, fill a profile, and you'll get matched with free stuff. We'll ship it to your home completely for free. Amazing. Marie, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) That's it, Biz Leaders. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast. This was episode number 179 with Marie Chevre Schwartz. For more information about Marie Sampler or any other resources that we shared, go to thebusinessleadership.com slash 179 or simply click slide into the show notes of the podcast player that you are using. If you haven't done so yet, please give the show a follow, rate, and leave a review. It actually helps other biz leaders like you find this show. This episode was brought to you by Slingshot Communication, the business leader's preferred cloud phone service. What I really really love about the service is that I'm able to expand and grow 100x by allowing the systems in place transform my business and my personal life. I have the ability to have a dedicated business SMS and it's changed the game. I could contact my clients, my team members, my stakeholders via traditional text messages, SMS using an app and 
in after hours on weekends. It allows me to shut it off so I don't get interrupted and I'm allowed to stay present with my family. So to learn more, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash SMS. Until next time, do your best and have a 100x day. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com. Thank you.